Welcome to the Lockdown Yankees podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of the Lockdown Yankees podcast. You can find me on Twitter at StaceGots or at the Lockdown Yankees handle. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. We have a Google voicemail set up. You can call area code 845-445-7455. You can ask questions that you would like for me to answer on the show. You can leave comments about the show. We just ask that you refrain from using profane language. Again, that's area code 845-445-7455. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. In it, we'll be discussing last night's 6-3 victory over the Rays. We'll preview this afternoon's series finale and much, much more. Remember, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked On Yankees. So last night I was actually recording the Locked On MLB podcast with Sully Baseball, so I missed the first few innings of the game. I just happened to tune in in time for DJ LeMayhew, Luke Voigt, and Gary Sanchez to all hit RBI singles in the bottom of the fifth. Those singles turned a 2-1 deficit into a 4-2 lead, but before that happened... J-Hap allowed Tampa to score two runs, one in the top of the second on a Mike Zanino single, and one in the top of the third on an Avisail Garcia single. Hap kept the Rays at bay the rest of his outing. Now, he only lasted five innings, but he didn't walk a batter. He struck out three, and he gave up those two runs on seven hits. He threw 87 pitches, 58 of them were for strikes. So, not as dominant as Masahiro Tanaka was the previous evening, but he pitched well enough to earn his seventh win of the season. So good job, Hap. Tommy Canely gave up a run in the top of the seventh, which allowed the Rays to pull within a run, but in the bottom of the seventh, Cameron Maben hit his fourth home run in four games and put the Yankees up 5-3. I don't understand what's happening with him. I guess he's putting on a show because he realizes that his days are numbered with the Yankees and he wants someone else to pick him up. And that that is probably what's going to happen. But right now, let's just enjoy what he's doing. In the bottom of the eighth, Edwin Encarnacion hit his first home run as a Yankee. It was his AL leading 22nd on the year. He brought out the parrot as he rounded the bases, and the guys in the dugout mimicked him. Here's the call of Edwin's home run from WADO, the Spanish station. I love their home run calls so much. And I have to say, Sterling's home run call wasn't that bad. Here's that one, too. Kittredge deals. Swung on and drilled to deep right center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Eddie Encarnacion's first home run as a Yankee. Una celebración for Edwin Encarnacion. Aroldis Chapman came in in the ninth inning. He struck out the side to earn his 19th save. 
The Yankees won 6-3 to win the series against the second-place Rays, and they are now 45-27 and on the year, which is exactly what we expected when all those guys went down with their injuries. Speaking of that, Giancarlo Stanton was 0-4 with two strikeouts in his return to the lineup, but he made a nifty play in the top of the second on a Travis Darnode foul ball that drifted into the stands, but not too far because he was able to reach with his giant arm and snag it. And he also did a good job of avoiding a doofus in a poncho who was also trying to catch that ball. (laughs) So good job, Stanton. The hitting stars for the Yankees were Luke Voigt and Mabin. Voigt was 3-for-3 with a walk and a double. Mabin was 3-for-4 with that home run, which, by the way, he hit 429 feet into the second deck in left field. And considering how damp and misty it was last night, the fact that he was able to hit it that far is pretty incredible. Now, as I said, Mabin will probably be the odd man out when Aaron Judge returns to the Yankees, and he's out of options. But some team will definitely pick him up on waivers, given how well he's played of late. Brian Cashman spoke about some Yankees business yesterday. And when he discussed the outfield, he said that he envisioned it as Stanton, Hicks, and Judge, with Gardner as the fourth outfielder. Which I guess is the obvious thing. They wouldn't have signed Brett Gardner to that contract if they were going to ship him off somewhere. Up next, we'll preview today's game, but first you can get Locked On Yankees and every other Locked On podcast straight to your phone in Apple, Google Play, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You guys know what to do. You're listening to this podcast right now. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees or Locked On MLB if you want to listen to me talking with Sully Baseball. So this afternoon, the Yankees are looking for a three-game sweep against the Rays. CeCe Sabathia is still looking for win 250. And the Rays are countering with Blake Snell. This will be CeCe's fourth attempt at getting win number 250. And his last outing was not one to write home about. He gave up six runs in four and two-third innings against the White Sox. As for Snell, he's faced the Yankees twice already this season. He's 0 for 1 with a 2.31 ERA, but he's racked up 21 strikeouts in only 11 and two-third innings. So the Yankees strike out a lot against Snell. So expect that this afternoon. I had mentioned Aaron Judge in segment one, but what I didn't mention is that he hit a home run for Scranton last night, an oppo taco shot that landed in the grass at PNC Field. By the way, If you're within driving distance of Scranton, I suggest you go see the Rail Riders at home because that ballpark is really, really nice. I went there five years ago and watched Michael Pineda make a rehab start, and it was just after all the renovations were finished. Definitely a must-visit ballpark. The Yankees are eyeing Friday for Judge's return, and that'll be a big boost for the lineup, especially since the Yankees are hosting Houston this week. Now, I know I don't mention the minor leagues much unless one of the Yankees happens to be rehabbing with a team, but I must mention Davey Garcia. In a 6-0 victory over the Richmond Flying Squirrels, Garcia pitched six innings, didn't give up a run, only gave up one hit, one walk, and he struck out 15 batters. He helped the Thunder capture their first half championship, apparently The Eastern League is doing this split season sort of thing. So they were outright celebrating their first half championship, complete with goggles and carbonated beverages in their locker room. But back to Garcia, 
15 strikeouts was a career high. He just turned 20 in May. He's the number four prospect. He struck out the first eight batters he faced, and he didn't give up a hit until there were two outs in the fifth inning. So that's an amazing performance for anyone, but wow. Now we have an injury update, and it's not a good one. Jordan Montgomery, remember him? Yeah, he's trying to come back from Tommy John surgery, and in not-so-great news, he felt discomfort in his elbow when he threw a bullpen session, so he's going to be reevaluated, and it looks like his return has been put on hold. Now, it seems the Yankees were kind of betting on him to return for the second half of this season, and maybe in lieu of, you know, signing Dallas Keuchel or making an extra pitching move, they would just hope that he would come back and be okay. But that doesn't look like it's happening. I had mentioned earlier about Brian Cashman talking about Yankees business. He mentioned that the Yankees didn't sign Keuchel because there were luxury tax worries. You can't see my face right now, but my eyes are rolled so far back into my head that I'm seeing my brain. (laughs) I can't take it. I always talk about how much money the Yankees make and how the difference between what they pay out and what they're bringing in is so big that does it really matter if they go over the luxury tax? I mean, seriously, does it really matter? No, it doesn't. I spoke about this last night with Sully on the Locked On MLB podcast about my frustration with the Yankees passing up guys that can really help them. And I hope this doesn't turn into another situation where they pass up on someone helping them and then that someone goes to another team who's contending and helps them beat the Yankees in the playoffs, like Justin Verlander in uh, 2017. Let's not have a repeat of that. And it could also be Cashman being his ninja self and not wanting to reveal too much, which I hope is the situation right now because the Yankees need pitching help. They can't rely on this rotation as is. And that's it for my bitching. (laughs) Let's be positive, okay? The Yankees just took two out of two so far from the Rays. They extended their lead in the AL East, and they're looking good heading into a four-game series with the Astros. So let's end the podcast on that positive note. And that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple, Google, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. When you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. And one more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.